0: Hey babes, welcome to another episode of Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak, hosted by yours truly, Alexander Eva May. On this show, we get real about healing after heartbreak and thriving on the other side. Welcome back to another episode of the Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak podcast with me, Alexander Eva May, your host. Uh, In this show, I get into lots of topics about healing, thriving. I have guests on. We talk about all sorts of things. And yeah, it's a hoot sometimes. It's heavy sometimes. So thanks for coming for another episode. Today, before I talk about anything, I am letting you know that I'm dedicating this episode to Brad from Wales. (laughs) And I will explain a little bit later about what brad has to do with this episode brad reached out to me recently we connected over on the gram and um he sent me a question about his uh, situation and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about later um and i'm going to be sharing his question and my advice about it and it got me thinking i have been neglecting neglecting my my male listeners there are guys listening to the show. I just haven't had any guys reach out. Um, so I was like sitting in this headspace of like, this is a show for women. Like I only have women because I've only heard from women. So I just assumed it was just girls that were (laughs) listening to the show. And oh my God, I'm such an idiot. No men are listening. Guys are listening. We all go through heartbreak. So yeah, I can see why guys are listening to the show. And Brad reached out to me, had this question and it was like, ding, ding, ding. Guys are listening. I need to acknowledge my dudes. Thank you dudes for listening. You guys are the best. Um, and if you are suffering through heartbreak and it was a guy, it is really hard because I would argue men have a much more difficult time. Like even opening up and talking about it, they internalize a lot. You guys out there, you are, you know, like, I'm tough, man. Like, (laughs) making your chest, like, hear me roar. I don't have emotion. I don't cry. That kind of thing. A lot of guys are like that, which is totally not true. We are all human. We all have emotions. We all cry. We all go through all of the feelings, but guys just repress a lot because since, like, a little boy, they've been told, like, you know, suck it up. Don't cry. Don't be a pussy. Like, and that's it. I hate I hate that phrase, but it's used. It's still used in lots of locker rooms. It's still used, you know, with guys. And I think men go through a lot of shit that us women don't really fully understand. And one of those things is like that total lack of um, maybe being able to express their pain. So men, men, I got you. I see you. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. And to all my dudettes, thank you for being here again. Something else I wanted to mention before I start talking about how you stop stalking your ex on social media is that I have another book coming out. And when I release this episode, it might very well be out and I will link it below if it is available. If it's not available yet, I'm just going to talk about it a little bit and then by the next episode it should be out. This book is actually called Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak. So it is literally a book that is an extension of this show. Uh, As I have mentioned a lot on here, I wrote another book and I also have kids books, but I'm an author. I write books. Anyways, um, my book that was put out last year, Her Awakening, was all about my journey to healing after divorce. Um, If you don't have it, go grab it. It's on Amazon. It is linked below in the show notes. But anyways, this book is great. It's got lots of like so much stuff in there and strategies of how to heal after heartbreak. Um, But upon like reflection after the book came out, I realized there was stuff that I just forgot to include. There's stuff I missed. And as well on this journey of like putting this book out, starting this podcast, I've been going back and rereading my blog, looking at old Instagram posts or whatever, and looking at different um, blogs I've written on other blogs, listening to podcast interviews I've given. And I realized like I have put out... Thousands and thousands, if not tens of thousands, maybe even a hundred thousand thousand words into the universe all about healing after heartbreak, healing after like mental health struggles, getting through grief, loss, trauma, all this stuff. I put out so much content and so many words, and a lot of it, you know, hasn't been captured in like a book. And I wanted a book that kind of like put it all together and captured all the stuff that I missed in my last book. So if you enjoyed that last book, this is like an extension, but it's different. So my last book is very much like chapters and and um, the different topics, you know, of about healing and my journey to go from like super broken to healed, that kind of thing after my split. This book is a little bit different in regards, it doesn't have s- chapters, it's more like sections. So there's like a section about um, grief, uh, moving on, self-love, happiness, love after heartbreak, thriving. I think there might be something else in there. And then in each section, it's like filled with inspiring quotes to get you through. So one of the things that a lot of people have reached out to me about the book is that they love the quotes. If you have my book or if you don't, it has like these full page spread quotes that people love. And I love them too. And I have put out hundreds and hundreds of quotes over the years about getting over heartbreak and grief and stuff and so this book is really cool it's like really centered there's quotes and then with each quote there's an anecdote a piece of inspiration there's advice maybe a story some insight uh, that relates to the quote and it's all about healing and thriving after heartbreak And the cool thing with this book is that if you grab it, you will get two additional episodes of the Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak podcast that will not be available to the public. It will just be available to those beautiful people that go grab this book. The book, there is a page at the end. It's a thank you page. And at the bottom of the thank you page, there is a link. So if you grab the book, you go to that link, you type it in. And in that page too, there's like a code or password or whatever. You enter the code on the site and you'll get access to these two. Episodes, which, like I said, not everyone's going to get to listen to. It's kind of a thank you for like grabbing this book. And this book, I believe it's honestly, I think it's cheaper than three like lattes at Starbucks. (laughs) Like, I think it's like two and a half lattes is the price of this book. Uh, which is filled uh, like with words I've written like over years and years kind of thing for like the price of like two coffees. So if you can go get it, that would be honestly amazing. It helps to support the show and uh, just yeah support the content I put out. And also I honestly. Mm, it might even be better than my last book in regards to like getting you through and it is like a quick read you pick this book up you'll probably read it within like one evening um and you'll get through it and the great thing too the quotes like I mentioned they're formatted in such a way that you can like take a snapshot on your phone set it as your like background on your phone uh, post it or whatever because I don't know about you but when I was suffering I really quotes just like they helped me so, so much. And I was like taking pictures, I was printing them out. So I really wanted, yeah, a book filled with that, um, for you. Today's episode is all about how to stop stalking your ex on social media when you feel like you absolutely can't. Okay. So like, I know this is a, this is a tough topic. People that get it, get it. People that don't get it, don't get it. And those people that don't get it will just say, Hey, just stop looking just don't go go don't go on his page don't go on her page you want to be like thank thank you tips yeah if it was that easy i wouldn't need to listen to this podcast episode i wouldn't need to like get advice on this like thank you if it was that easy i would do that but it's not that easy trust me i've been in your shoes i was there i was the stalking queen it wasn't even like every day it was incessantly i don't know every hour or like once in the morning once in the evening it was just like constant like let's open up his um, Instagram page at the time, maybe now it's like TikTok or Snapchat. That's another thing with social media. God, there's so many platforms to like find the person. You know, back when, <laughs> in the olden days, I'm saying with like quotation marks, you had a phone and an answering machine. That was like in a, that that movie. He's just not that into you. That's all you had. I imagine after a breakup, you could easily get them out of your head because you couldn't be staring at their profile in a gazillion different platforms. You had one, one thing. Now, like I said, there's like Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, I don't know, YouTube, like all sorts of things. I'm probably missing stuff. There's so many platforms. LinkedIn. Oh my God, LinkedIn. (laughs) There are so many platforms where you can seek out your ex and it is disgusting. It is gross. It is toxic and it is addicting. If you are just on a stalking mission, oh my gosh, you're not alone. And I totally, totally understand I was there. Okay, so let's talk about first, foremost, why you're doing it. Number one, you're not over him or her. Obviously, you're not over him or her, you're not over the relationship. You're not over it. So you go on social media, trying to maintain some level of connection. At the end of the day, you're just trying to connect really with your ex, I think. And it's not an authentic connection because you're you're doing it behind their back. Like you're not actually seeing them. They have no idea. You're doing this in secret and private, but it's really serving you to like continue to be connected to that person or their relationship. And by checking in on them every day, it's like this level of connection that isn't real. It's not real, but it is real in a way because it can keep you kind of in their life And so I think for a lot of us, we want to stay connected because we're not over the relationship. And also it is a way to check in on them, you know, curiosity, right? We're curious about what our exes are doing, what they're up to, who they're meeting, who they're doing. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for those people out there that are listening, that are thinking their ex is just sitting at home crying themselves to sleep. They might be, but they also might be out there dating and you know, you know, <laughs> doing the things it's, you know, a lot of people they'll get over relationships by doing that. It's not healthy, but it might be happening. So you might be curious about that. I'm sorry if that was a bit cross. Um, so yeah, curiosity, that's why we check in. And like I said, we want to maintain this level of connection, but it can get really, really toxic. It really makes it difficult to move on. If you are constantly checking in on their pages and this doesn't just apply to the ex this applies let's say if you know that your ex is dating someone else and your stalking has now extended to stalking the new girlfriend's page or the new boyfriend's page honestly it is way more common than you think like we as females, and I don't know if men do this, but as females, like we will create like two to three fake accounts to stalk not only our ex, but like their new girlfriend and their family and their friend and whoever. Like we go to great lengths to stalk all the people in their life. But like I mentioned, it's really toxic and it makes it hard to move on. So here are some ideas of how you can stop stalking, even if you feel like you can't. The first thing I'm going to suggest and the thing that you can do right now after you listen to this episode, or you can even pause this episode, go do it right now, is block your ex on all the platforms. On Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, wherever it is that you have them, block them, get them out of there. Remember with blocking, sometimes blocking in our minds, we think it's like this really harsh thing, and it might feel like that in the moment, but it's not like permanent. When we block people, it's not like we're writing in stone, like you are blocked forever. Like we're locking the door forever. Let's say that you do, I don't know, date again or want to be friends or whatever it is that evolves with your ex. You can always re-add them. And if they are hurt that you blocked them, you know, in this moment, it's, that's whatever. It's not about them. It's about you. So if they're hurt, well, they can deal with a little bit of hurt feelings over being blocked. They'll get over it. And in the future, if you guys want to reconnect on social media and they're like, well, you blocked me, well, just explain. And I'm sure any normal, logical person, reasonable person would totally understand. And if they don't understand, don't date them again. That's not good. If they don't get it and they're making it all about them, that's a selfish person. Just don't date them again. Don't go back there. But um, yeah, the number one thing you can do is block And I would definitely recommend this, especially if you're going through a divorce, because I know some of my listeners are going through divorces. I've got a variety of listeners. And if you're going through a divorce, it can get addicting, right? To check in. Um, So blocking is your best friend. And I know leading up to a block, it can feel really overwhelming. But once you do it, you get it off your plate, get it off your back. It's like breathing out. It's like a huge sigh of relief. It's like you're lifting the weight of the world off your shoulders and you feel free. So I would suggest if you have the power, block. And if you don't feel like you have the power to do that, maybe have a glass of wine. Maybe have a girlfriend with you or a guy friend or whatever. Have someone with you to like cheer you on, like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna block Marcus, (laughs) like or whoever his name is, we're gonna block him today. Have someone there to like encourage you to stay the course. So let's say you just like can't block. I understand. I get it. You can try this exercise. It's all about feelings, identifying your feelings before and after looking at their social media. So before you go on to creep today or to stalk today, if that's what you're doing, grab a piece of paper, not on your phone, do it on a piece of paper so you can actually see it and you're actually writing it out with your hand. That like kinesthetic movement of actually writing it out with your hand. Sometimes it's more impactful than just on your phone. Anyways, grab your piece of paper and I want you to write down how you are feeling right now. It could be sad, it could be angry, whatever. Maybe it's happy or peaceful or wherever you're at right now. I hope this episode kind of cheers you off because I'm kind of laughing a little bit lighthearted, but maybe you're not at all. Maybe you're sad. I want you to write out how you're feeling. And then I want you to write out how you want to be feeling. So if you're feeling sad, I write out, I want to feel happy or whatever it is. And then you can go on their social media. Creep away, stalk away, go down all the rabbit holes you want to go down. Okay, maybe don't waste your whole day, but like (laughs) go on for a certain amount of time. Finish off, go back to that piece of paper, and then I want you to write down how you are feeling after you look at their social media. Typically, after you look at their social media, it makes you feel sad, makes you feel angry, makes you feel bad about yourself, it makes you feel disappointed, hopeless, worthless, just any number of bad feelings. Maybe it makes you feel lonely, like you're missing them. And I want you to really look at that paper and really reflect on what this is doing to you day one, do it again tomorrow, do it again the next day, keep doing this over and over again until it really sinks into your brain. This exercise is good for like a week, but if a week is not enough for you to really, really fully understand what this is doing to your mental health, you might need two weeks of this and two weeks, I wouldn't give it much longer than that. That's two weeks. That's enough. But this exercise is great to really reflect on how much this is impacting your mental health because this constant stalking is doing a number on your mental health that is not good for you. So this is an exercise that might make it easier for you to then go ahead and block. Okay, so you know how I mentioned we're in my kitchen, like my fridge is turned on. So there is a whirr. So if you're hearing a whirr in the background, I apologize. It just is what it is. This is how it's going to be today. Anyways. Um, The last strategy that I'm going to suggest today, and I might circle back to this topic in the future, but uh, this is where I'm going to stop for today for these strategies, is that you reward yourself for not looking at their social media. So what you need to do is you need to decide what is that thing that you really want that you could reward yourself with after like 30 days of not looking at their social media. Maybe it is a trip. Maybe you're like, oh, I'll go to Vegas. <laughs> if I go 30 days without looking at social media, I deserve a trip to Vegas. Maybe it's like a fancy dinner out, an outfit. Um, I don't know, whatever. Whatever it is that you could reward yourself with, a, a shopping spree, for not looking at their social media. And then what you do is every day that you don't look at their social media, give yourself a little checkmark, give yourself a sticker, put a pom-pom in a jar that's what one dating coach suggested, like a pom-pom every day. So you see it in your closet or something or on your um, kitchen table. (laughs) It's like the jar of like not looking. Maybe your roommate, that will help your roommate keep you accountable. You can say it's like the, I don't know, have a fun name for it or something. Anyways, check it off every day. You don't look at their social media. And then if you go 30 days, reward yourself Because you've gone 30 days without looking. Or maybe it needs to be shorter. Maybe it needs to be like every week you go without looking at their social media. You reward yourself with, I don't know. I don't know what it is that you want, but something smaller, right? And then maybe there's a big reward after 30 days. So this does two things. Number one, it keeps you away from their social media and accountable and away. And number two, it's a little bit of self-love, self-care. You're giving yourself something nice at the end of it all. And that nice thing will help you feel better about yourself the last thing i'm gonna say is that if there is like if you are putting these strategies out in place but you're feeling really desperate and you're like you want to look you want to look you want to look you need to check in with a friend before you go look at their social media a a good friend that's going to keep you on the course so like i'll just use uh, an example name megan maybe your best friend's megan you tell megan i'm going to do this thing i'm going to block him on social media I'm going to try not to look and I need you to hold me accountable if I do look. So I'm going to reach out to you before I look at him. So before you look at any of the social media, text that friend, say I'm about to look and give them that opportunity to talk you off the toxic cliff because you need someone to talk you off that cliff. You need someone to remind you why this is not healthy, why it's so much better if you just go without looking at their social media, you need that person. So that's kind of like the last thing I will suggest. Okay, now is the time we've been waiting for. It is the question from Broad. And on another very famous podcast, probably one of the most famous podcasts, she calls it questions of the week. But I don't come out with an episode every week. I try every other week, but it's been hard lately, as you probably have noticed, sometimes it's like every three or four weeks. I'm so sorry. It's just life. It gets crazy. Um, so I can't call it questions of the week. Um, but I will just call it like the heartbreak question of the episode. So we got a great question. It's coming from Brad in Wales, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay, here it is. I pulled it up on my email. And if you have a question, now that I'm reading this, you can email me at alexandraivamay at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at the Eva May if you got a question. Okay, so let's, uh, let's get into Brad's question. Brad says, Myself and my girlfriend have been together for seven years in September. I was planning on proposing this year. Everything was great and going good. Late last year, she got the opportunity to go to Australia to work as a nurse and told me she would come back in a year. Long story short on that part is she's been offered a sponsorship by the hospital she is now working in and now isn't sure when she will be coming back home at all. Where I am very, very, very happy for her and so, so proud of her, I'm also left here thinking, what about us? The last few months we spent together, we went on vacation to Belgium and New York and also went on many weekend trips away around the United Kingdom and everything was perfect and we didn't ever argue, which makes this even harder. I have told her that I will get a working visa and come out to try and make sure we survive this, but she doesn't want me to go out there. I'm really struggling to understand how she can be happy to leave a relationship of seven years and just start a new life on the other side of the world and also not want me to go out and try to save what we have. I'm 28 and she is 25. I'm not ready to give up, but I also feel myself being pushed away day by day. Any advice on this matter, I would really appreciate. Thank you very, very much. Brad from Wales. Now, before I answer the question, I do want you to know that I have received an update from Brad and I will share the update with you after I answer the question. So there is an update. Well, we know about the situation, but I'm really happy, Brad. If you're listening, first of all, thank you for the question. I'm happy in your question that you actually told me your ages and you told me the length of your relationship because that actually really does kind of change the situation. So like if you were 50 or 45 asking me this question and she was also like 50 or 45, my answer would probably be, it would be different than necessarily the answer for this age. Um, It might not be, but like the age in this situation, I think really does impact this situation. So Brad, you're 28, and you're not even that old. It's not that old, but like you're nearing 30. Your girlfriend's 25, and that's not like any difference for a relationship, but in regards to life, 28 versus 25, they are different. They That's different. And you guys have also been together for seven years. So if we do the math, she has been with you since she was 18 years old. And Brad, you seem amazing. You seem wonderful. But honestly, sometimes with girls, the most amazing, wonderful, incredible man cannot keep them in a relationship if a female has felt like she hasn't experienced the world and the same can be said about men but us women sometimes especially with like the way it's so easy now to travel and with social media we see all these other people doing these extraordinary things sometimes we get in our head that like hey i've been with my guy for so so long i feel like i haven't actually traveled or seen the world or had a chance to date other people i feel like i'm missing out. And I feel like that's what I need to do. And no matter how wonderful you are as a person and how amazing your relationship is, this thing in the back of her head, it's not just going to go away. And even if you have the most incredible relationship, if there's this nagging thing in her mind or nagging feeling in her head that she has missed out on this thing that she thinks she's supposed to live, this type of belief usually doesn't just go away. And to be honest, it usually only gets louder And gets more prominent in your brain that you need to like experience the world. And the only reason I believe that your girlfriend was maybe going through this was because she got a job in a different country. That signifies to me like she wants a bit of adventure. She wants to go and explore the world. And with that new adventure also maybe comes those ideas like I've been with my boyfriend for seven years. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I do need to like date a few other people to be sure. So that's a little bit of psychology about why she might be doing this. Um, In regards to you, in your message, and what she told you, she said, don't come see me. You know, usually if someone's saying something, they mean it. Because usually what we say, or not usually, but sometimes what we say is even less of like what is going on in our head. There might be a ton of like, don't come see me, don't come see me. And the fact that she's actually saying it to you means don't go see her. She doesn't want you to see her, she needs space. Um, she needs this time and like I said for me this feels very much like someone who wants to explore and the last thing I want anybody to go through is like cheating and this looks like a dangerous situation where someone might cheat because they're telling you not to come see them and when we're in relationships we're we're like so obsessed with someone and so like happy and like in love We want to see our person and we typically don't get jobs on the other side of the world. And if we do, we make every effort to come back and see them or invite them to come see us. We're not saying like, don't come see me typically. So don't go see her. Don't waste your money. Don't go see her. And honestly, I think that if you didn't go see her, it's also like putting it in her head. Hey, you might lose this amazing guy. Like you are like, seeking out this adventure, which you know what is valid. We should answer what our soul is calling us to do. So if your soul is calling you to explore, travel, date, you need to end your relationships. Do what your soul is saying because it won't go away. But anyways, if her soul is saying this, that's fair. That's fine, right? But don't go see her. And maybe it will show her that, hey, it's not that great over there with those whatever you're searching. Like, I'm awesome and you're going to miss me. And if she doesn't miss you, then the relationship should end and you should go and be with someone that does miss you, that loves you, that would say, I want you to come see me. I want you to be with me. Or maybe it's just time right now. It's just like, yeah, take some space. You don't necessarily have to officially end the relationship, but I think you need to have a real conversation about what is really going on. Because I feel like there's a lot that isn't being said by her, which is not fair of her. Sometimes we shy away from the truth because we're scared to hurt someone, and I don't think that's fair. Um if she's not wanting to break up with you and she just for whatever reason doesn't doesn't want you to come see her, I think you also need to explain that that's not really fair. I understand, but like I'm also part of this. I want to see you and I just need to know more about why you don't want to see me. So I think you need to get that answer. Have a real conversation with her. Now, for the update Brad did reach out about a week after he sent me that question, maybe not even, and she did and the relationship, she broke up with him. So when I initially read that message, my like, beep, 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 my, my, uh, whatever it's called, it was on, like, this girl sounds like she does want to do her own thing. I didn't know, I didn't have the heart to say that to Brad in the email, <laughs> I was going to try to gently word it in this episode, um, he had reached out before I recorded this, so I knew, so, it, uh, you know, Brad I kind of had this feeling. Um, but she did end the relationship. And first of all, I just want to say I'm so sorry. Breakups are real tough. They're hard. But light on the other side of the tunnel, you are only 28. Coming from someone who's 36, and I had a whole different life after the end of my marriage. And I'm like have a baby, I have a partner, I have a whole different thing going on <laughs> that I never saw happening. You're only 28. You're in your prime. There are so many ladies out there that are going to want to be with you. There's so many people that you can meet. There's so many things you can do now that you are out of your seven-year relationship. Like, Brad, you are you are free. You are single after seven years. And it might seem really hard and sad. And it will be. And you will need to take some time. You will need to grieve this loss, grieve this life that you knew. Um, Get healthy and get well and and move past the relationship before you start dating others because that's not fair to other people it's not fair to you and stuff could come up in the future. So definitely deal with all your shit now. But this is such a beautiful opportunity to like be single. Get to know yourself out of a relationship. You've been in that relationship since for seven years. You said that's a long time. Most of your twenties. You still got two years of your twenties left. Go grab your twenties by the fucking balls. Is that the term grab by the balls? (laughs) I don't know what that's a term. Anyways, get out there, like live it the fuck up, have fun, meet people, travel, switch jobs if you want, move downtown if you've never, go live with your best friend, go live in an apartment all on your own. Like do the things that you've not been able to do for seven years because you've been in a relationship. Go out all night and not have to tell anybody that you're out. Like, you know what I mean? You have to check in. You don't have to check in. Go a full week. You don't have to fucking check in with anybody, right? You can do whatever the fuck you want now. So, like, honestly, I know it's like heartbreaking. And you loved her so much. And I'm not trying to disrespect at all. I'm like fully acknowledge you had a beautiful love with this person. But. You have to respect her wishes. She's ended it. That means she doesn't want to be there in the relationship and you deserve so much more than someone that doesn't want to be with you. And I actually wrote this in my book. There's something I actually want to read to you in this new book that I've got coming out that really relates this. So just hold on. I'm just going to bring it up. So the quote that anchors this um, insight is this. If someone walks away from you, let them walk. Even if you love them, even if they're the love of your life. Sometimes when we cope with heartbreak, we idealize our ex, we convince ourselves our ex was our soulmate. We tell ourselves we have lost, in quotation marks, the love of our life. It can be hard to hear and hard to process, but if someone left us, someone left you, they aren't your soulmate. They aren't the love of your life. Someone who leaves is not your destiny. And honestly, your destiny depends on your ex leaving. Your destiny depends on you walking through this next chapter on your own. And along this path, you might realize that your destiny is to become your own fucking soulmate. That is just a little excerpt from my new book, Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak. If it's out, it is linked below. If it's not out quite yet, it will be likely out by the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. This was a blast recording in my kitchen. I think I might even record the next episode here as well. Have a beautiful week and I can't wait to come at you with another episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the show. I love that you're here with us. If it wasn't mentioned in the episode, you can connect with me on Instagram at the Alexander Eva May. It is linked below in the show notes. Um, Grab my book. If I haven't mentioned it in the episode, I probably did, but you can grab my book, Her Awakening. It's on Amazon. It's a bestseller. So go get it and tune in every other Tuesday. We have a new episode and thank you for being here. Go have a beautiful week and catch you next time.